that uh, Friday, October 9th is going to be the last day that Regal Cinemas is going to have their doors open. Uh, yeah, man. Like, by the time the fiends at home are listening to this, yeah, Regal's closed. Uh, at the time we're talking, AMC hasn't said anything yet. Uh, Cinemark, I think they're still closed. I think they never opened up again. So I think it was just AMC that's still the holdout. But yeah, because um, that's the biggest one of uh, of those chains for sure. And then Regal yeah. was, you know, the second biggest, and it's kaput. It yeah, it's done for. Yeah, because yeah. So the new uh, James Bond movie, No Time to Die, was delayed until next year. It got hit by the twenty twenty one fucking stick too. And watch know? out! And watch out! Because <laughs> who knows? Again, who fucking knows? So James Bond tapping out for the year signified Mm -hmm. the complete income, I guess, they were hoping for, you know, the theater to kind of stay afloat, I'm assuming. Theaters are fucked, which is uh, wild, wild, wild. Um, And then AMC is still afloat, but we're still here, right? And welcome, mm-hmm. folks, to episode 48 of The Morgue, the official Corpse Feet podcast. And with me, always, is my main man, Nick Valdez at comicbook.com. What's up, Tex? Uh, how you doing, Arturo? Howdy, everybody. Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. But it's uh, it's kind of sad, though, because uh, these movie theaters, man, they're, they, it's, they did their best to kind of stay afloat. They did their best to kind of keep scratching, keep scratching. Um, mm-hmm. But... Like, for instance, here in New York, you know, theaters aren't even open. I know in Jersey, they're yeah. open. I know in, in some other places, they're open to, you know, at, at least like 25% capacity or some shit like that. But it's mm-hmm. um, there's going to come a time where AMC themselves are going to, you know, shut the doors because you're not making any money, you know, screening these older movies that people can see on demand now at the comfort of their own home and you're charging for it because you know we all know that movie theaters make the most uh their main profit out of uh, concessions you know it's gonna be really tough for them to stay afloat because i know what they were trying to peddle of for amc uh for example specifically they were trying to like peddle older movies i think at like five dollars a piece or something a ticket right and then like they have tons of sales and concessions but it's like yo no one's gonna fucking go while there's a fucking pandemic going on that's killing people left and right that does suck big time because we had a lot of movies this year in 2020 that was gonna make for some pretty awesome and interesting conversations like we had uh the candy man remake we had spiral Right. Um, what, what else? We had New Mutants that kept getting pushed back and was released in some places, but I don't, it's not even on VOD yet. But uh, that was actually going to come out finally. Um, we had uh, Wonder Woman was going to come out. We had, a, uh, what else? We had a bunch of fucking shit that was going to drop uh, this summer, especially in genre films. And unfortunately, we got to wait. We got to wait till 2021. 
maybe further. Um, yeah, and the way it's looking like now, like 2021 is not even looking good. Dude. To the fact that where it's like, there's no way that like something that's scheduled for like March 2021 doesn't even like Godzilla. Right. Godzilla, the King Kong is March, March or it's like in May 2021. Maybe. And I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> like even even that, that's a big baby. That's yeah. like a, a am I going to risk it all for Tenet? Like it's that kind of conversation still. You know? I'm glad we did it, though. So I'm glad we didn't risk it all. Oh, for yeah. No. And n- nobody did. Apparently. Yeah, no one. So, what, like, like it made like I think uh, six million dollars or something like that. Yeah, and like we we've had conversations before about like what what movie theaters should be doing, but it's kind of like what is Hollywood going to learn from this? You know, how is that how is this big cycle going to change? You know, cuz you know, you can't you can't really make them for theaters anymore cuz well, what if in a year yeah. like theaters don't like, exist uh, anymore? Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Like for instance, um I know Pixar is releasing one of their movies that they were going to release this summer. They're just going to yes, drop yes. it on Disney Plus, right? Um mm-hmm. with no premium access or anything like that. So you can just kind of if you have a Disney <laughs> Plus membership, you can just kind of watch <laughs> they, it. It's so Yeah, Mulan, they learned from Mulan, right? man. Like Fuck that movie, Mul- so whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. What another um, interesting thing is that supposedly um, the sequel, for example, uh, to the Adams Family, right? The animated mm-hmm. Adams Family that came out last year. Um, there's a sequel coming out supposedly October 8th of 2021. Like, uh, in it says it, the poster says in theaters <laughs> October yeah. 2021, and I'm like, really, right. guys? We haven't really learned yet. That's coming to VOD. You know what I mean? Uh, people should yeah. start making movies on a smaller scale, maybe or not. Yeah. I don't want to. I, I don't want to impair any dreams or any kind of big ideas from getting made. But like, they have to think about how to make it in a smaller scale. Yeah, because like speaking of that, like just. In terms of like scale and like, so uh, Doctor Strange is going to be in Spider Man three, and like that sounds like a cool idea. But then when you start thinking about the way movies theaters are now, and the fact that we might not have them next year, or it might be like, and you like you're right, like start scaling things down so we get these things instead of like, oh, I can't wait to see Spider Man multiverse whatever they want to do in 2025 you know where it's like well shit i don't i kind of don't care about that I, stuff anymore right i, I mean it's I, like i mean i'll pay for premium access i'll give you 30 bucks for it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I'll, I'll pay to see it in my living room because heck, like, like i was gonna go see it with my wife and two kids so you just you might as well just you know i'll sell myself some money just pay 30 bucks and have my own food so yeah, like it, you're right because it, it's just like you can do that for stuff like Spider Man, but it's like yeah, the only place to actually make that money back is through theaters. So it's like, and if if theaters go the way of the of the rental store, like no, actually dude. we were just talking about this last time, right? I never, like, I never thought that day would come, dude. Where like theaters yeah. wouldn't be available. I remember times where you know I would either you know. I would have cut class in college. I was like, it's it just boring. <laughs> I would go straight down Times Square. You know, there, there was a, 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 a huge fucking theater there. I think that had 24 screens or something like that. AMC 24, yeah. right? Dude, like I would fucking movie hop. I would go from one movie to another. You know, I would time the shit. You know, I'd get the schedule and go to and see like multiple movies, you know? Right. And, and that was my thing as well. I was, you know, as well as, 
as was with you. Um, I remember we had this conversation mm-hmm. where you said also, you know, just going to the movie, the movies is like, it's a, it's a pastime for us, you know? So it was like, like yeah. once, once a week I would see two movies on like Saturdays. That's awesome. And it would just be, it would be, yeah, it would be the dollar theater too. Same thing where it's just like, I would go uh, see the matinee, pay 50 cents, get out of the matinee, go like it was part of this this dead mall so yeah. it was like a, a chinese there was a chinese food spot in it so it was like i would go get an egg roll then go back at like one o'clock when the the afternoon one that was a dollar fifty and like cool man that was my whole day see, but like but you know i could see streaming services like netflix i could see them like buying theaters or like not buying but like maybe like you, you know, you know what I'm thinking, though, right? I'm sure. Yeah, it's like, like they would, I get they what would you're do thinking, something like that. It's like they would you know, become like the the art house theaters. I get what you're saying, like, but the idea of even a brick and mortar screen is not even like feasible at the moment. You know? Yeah, and that's what that's what yeah. sucks because it, it's just like theaters are different. You're you're right. Where it's just like, yeah, I love like I'll watch it at home, of course, if it's between that and like potential fucking dying yeah no i'm uh, staying you know. at home all day listen just <laughs> yeah uh, i'll pay the money i don't care yeah like of course but like a theater that's a whole fucking thing like that's that's the experience that's yeah. what the whole point is like, so it's wild but like again it all depends on where you live i guess because like i heard the news this week that uh um, you know, the Florida governor or something was Oof, allowing yeah, fucking Florida's full, opening sh- full yeah. stadiums, meaning like a full sold out crowd in Tampa Bay Stadium for the Buccaneers and the Dolphins in Miami and, and the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars. And like, you know, it really all depends because in a state like Florida, for example, theaters are open, uh, you know, but it doesn't yeah. does it pay for Hollywood to make a movie just for Florida. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know? You know, so fucking Transformers 5. Oh, wait, no, they did 5, right? Did so it would be yeah, like... Yeah, did they, was yeah, it? Oh, yeah, they did. It was the ones where they're like the knights or something, right? Yeah, fucking the dinosaur one. Yeah, no, I didn't so see they that did. one. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, did, I, did. I did. I saw that one. <laughs> it was the one after I didn't see. Yeah, so there you go. Those are the movies for Florida. Yeah, but fucking... <laughs> But you're right. Does it does it pay to just make movies for Florida or for these little markets that yeah, are it's, it's, open for some reason? That's you know? and that's what's going to be interesting in the next coming months and as we uh, close out 2020 and, and you know go into 2021. It's going to mm-hmm. be interesting to pay attention to uh, all the movie news because you know depending on how things go, pandemic wise, so goes. Hollywood, you know, yeah. um, they've scaled back pretty much their entire operation for the year and have, you know, put out some, you know, a lot of stuff on VOD that wouldn't even be top five in, in the box office, to be honest <laughs> with you. But uh, it's interesting to see if they're going to learn from their mistakes. It's interesting to see if uh, they're going to adapt well it's honestly it, it it looks very difficult because all these people yeah all these actors who were making you know millions of dollars um that money is not gonna be there like that anymore you know yeah um, right because studios 
pay these actors, you know, b- before they do the movie. It's not like they do the movie and they get paid. They get paid to do the movie, you know, and then yeah. uh, and then the studio makes their money from the releases and box office and all that other bullshit. I mean, heck, dude, they get paid for the contract. Yeah. Or even signing to the movie. Yeah. Like yeah for for exactly. every little like you're right. Like every little announcement we see is like, oh yeah, the the fact that Doctor Strange is like Benedict Cumberbatch. That was yeah. That's just him getting money for there for just agreeing to do it. Yeah. And like exactly. whether or not it even happens, right? Like he he still got his money. And exactly. And you're right. It's not just going to be flowing like that because this year is obviously going to have an impact on everything. And yeah, absolutely, 100%. Yeah, and now it's going to be like, well, how do they adapt in 2021? It's either adapt or die, honestly. You're right, because it's just we're either going to start seeing smaller productions, but like small but big, you know, like prominent, yeah. like from Amazon, from Netflix, from I mean, HBO, you know, like that's what we're going to get. We're going to get that. The, the minor leagues, the double A's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. listen, like yeah. as long as the content keeps getting pushed out and yeah. they, they do put out, you know, really good quality content too. It's not like we're saying that yeah. you can't put out quality with a, a smaller scale in mind. Absolutely. Um, like everything, like for instance, on Amazon with the, with the boys and all their mm-hmm. other like original series and movies, like, you know, it's quality shit, you know? Um, yeah. One good test for all this actually would be the fact that uh, they just finished production on um, on Don't Breathe Two. So I'm curious what yeah. their release strategy is going to be. You know, because first of all, I had no fucking clue this movie was going to be. Dude, yeah, and the fact that they the the fact that they did it like in pandemic, you yes. know. And like, uh, did you know Borat has a sequel too? I saw like, something about that when I was scrolling through YouTube the other day. Yeah, and it's never like, gonna see it. No, but why? It was the same thing where if they made a whole movie and like during the pandemic and released it, yeah. You know, so it's just like, or you know, maybe he was doing it before. But point is, like, it it's probably gonna be stuff like that that we're gonna be seeing every now and again. You know, as uh, these and. It's probably decent a decent chance for these smaller movies to get that shine, you know. Yes, like I um, agree, but the mm-hmm. studios have to be willing to show us that movie. You know what I mean? Like for instance, yeah. Spiral, perfect example, a small movie, right? I mean, it yeah. has a big name attached to it, but in, in retrospect to everything in the big picture, it's a small movie. The Candy Ram remake, the same thing. Like you know, th- these are small pictures which I think would have thrived with vod especially now that you have an audience at home you know it's october halloween season is here you know release fucking these horror movies you know on vod you're you're gonna make money it's like yeah they're just afraid of the fact that it's one view is 30 bucks but then you can feed that one view to like a bunch of people you know yeah it's it's just like they also have to accept that they're taking a loss. Like that's the biggest thing. And that's probably what it is. Cause it is a loss. Like it, regardless of how much money they actually make through the stream, it, there's no way it compares to like a theatrical release. No, even, what, like, 100%. Yeah. Even the smaller, like less successful releases that are out for like two weeks before they disappear. Like even those do better than VOD. And that's the thing. Like, you can make money, but it's also they also have to just accept it. Yeah, and just look at trolls, right? Trolls too, yeah. right? Yeah, you're right. Where it's just like 
They have to just take the L and get as much as they can with VOD, which is what Universal did. Universal was the smart one. They just they were like, OK, let's do it. And they they took the they took the big L, but they also got out of the way. Like now yeah. now you have all these movies competing for whatever slots open up, hopefully in 2021. I would love to like next year. I would love to be seeing movies again. But like the way it's stacked up now, it's like every fucking thing is like every fucking week. And it's like, well, shit, dude, like it's I mean, that's going to be fun if it happens. But also worst case scenario, what happens to all those? Right? Yeah, You're, exactly. So, what, yeah, it'd be fun for us. But for those movies, it would be the equivalence of kind of releasing it on VOD, right? Because yeah. like they're not going to make any real money because of all the content that's coming out within a small you know, frame of time of that initial release so let's say for example black widow right which honestly should, should have been released on disney plus um because yeah. i would have paid premium access for that you know because i wanted to see it but they released yeah. fucking mulan people don't learn but um for, for example let's say uh black widow was released in january right and yeah. then they have another movie coming out in january as well that, that was pushed back and then in two weeks down time another movie comes out so black widow has only been out a month but it hasn't really made a lot of dough because there's two other releases that were pushed back from this year let's say wonder woman comes out at the same time you know what i mean just just for shits and giggles like yeah. they're not gonna make the same amount of money whether they do that or not you know what i mean like if you release it on vod in comparison to the movie theater which we don't even know when the fuck that's gonna be open again yeah you know, you're right at least make the guarantee money and release that shit on vod like it's yeah because like, it's like yeah. Yeah, if we're if we're here in October 2021, if we're here in a year having the same conversation, I'm not going to give a shit about Wonder Woman 2 if I haven't seen it by that point. You know, it's like if you fucking you're still holding Dude, out for theaters. I don't like, give a shit about Wonder Woman 2 right now. <laughs> because like it was it was it's been delayed officially twice, right? Cuz originally, yeah. originally it was going to come out I think sometime in May or something, right? Or June. Yeah. And then it was yeah. pushed back to August, right? They were like, oh, it's going to be one of the first movies released in theaters after everything kind of calms down and blah, blah, blah. You know, they were like, no, it's going to come out in November now. And I was like, at this yeah. point, just put it out on fucking VOD, dude. You know? Yeah, you're right. And then they're like, no, it's going to come out next summer. And we're like, you know, you know what? No, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. All right. I, I want something new because by next summer, you're going to be wanting other ideas. Like these movies are already made. They, they, they've already been produced. Like the idea has already been flat there. Like what's next? Uh, like, can you imagine seeing these trailers and stuff again? No. Like that's next the thing. year. That's like, what I'm talking about, dude. Like it's like, oh, I saw the trailer for Wonder Woman during last year's Super Bowl. Like, yeah, no shit. Yes, dude. dude. Right. You know what I mean? Now, like, I don't want to go another past another Super Bowl, which is gonna <laughs> happen, right? I don't want to go oh. past another Super Bowl to see another trailer of Wonder Woman too. Now with more cheetah involved, you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, yeah, you're right. I'm good, man. Like, just give me the movie on VOD. I'll watch it when I can watch it. But I'm not really, I'm not excited for any of this stuff anymore. Like, Spiral, like, I'm not excited for that. Like, when it comes out, cool. Candyman, the same thing. Candyman could have been huge VOD release. It's going to, you know, it's going to be the only exciting movie we're going to get. It's going to be whatever movie is the first weekend that, like, the vaccine hits you know, the fucking the one where we're all clear and in a beautiful world that we're walking outside to. You know? Yeah. That, it's going to be, be whatever whatever movie is lucky enough to be that weekend. Yes. That's it. it. 
Invisible Man. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. Like, oh, man. it's going to be legit. Whatever fucking movie is lucky enough to be that weekend is going to be the one that gets me excited. Then after that, I'll be like, yeah, I'm good, man. Like, that's, it, that's an exciting premise, man. It's an exciting little piece of hope <laughs> there, you know? But I honestly, know. like, I'm so pessimistic about it that like give me yeah because give me yeah. this you know give me streaming stuff you know i'm i'm going to streaming stuff to watch my british baking show right that's back you know <laughs> Dude, i love it yeah I, I, fucking, you know, when, like, when paul hollywood gives you that handshake hey man you and know, you know what special bro and they said it at the beginning too they're all in a bubble so i was like okay yes. cool because yes. i was wondering how they're gonna do it like, and, like it, it, it's good cool on them that they actually showed that stuff that they're going through the you know the testing and stuff like that everybody had to get tested before they go into the tent to bake and all that shit so yeah it's cool like you know i'm going to the streaming sources you know amazon like we said before with the boys another great show that we'll talk about here down the line um there's other streaming sources where like now in halloween like like i'm watching the fucking treehouse of horror on disney plus with the kids you know because oh, it's october yeah. and then we hit up Dis- uh, disney plus again for to watch halloween town or some shit the other day dude halloween town man that's the classic one man. yeah dude so yeah. i saw that for the first time <laughs> I saw that for the first time because I wasn't I wasn't a Halloween town kid like that. And I'm like, holy shit, you know, I get it. It was cool. Um, uh, it, you know, and we're going into HBO Max, you know, to fucking watch uh, what Primal's out now. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we were watching um, the HBO Halloween collection because they have the witches on there now and they yes. have a witches fucking remake coming out now. So streaming sources are stepping up big time and we appreciate it wholeheartedly over here of course because we were kind of like hey where's the content gonna come from because uh netflix recently came through with uh with what is probably like in a different world where adam sandler didn't like sign a netflix deal it it it's a theatrical release almost right like i was watching it and i was like oh yeah this would have been the october movie yeah. It would have been like you, you dump it out in like October the first week and just let it rock through the month. Yeah. No, exactly. And also that's going to be the same case with uh, The Craft as well, right? Like that's going to be mm, straight yeah. to VOD. So people are recognizing what company is The Craft? It's uh, it's Blumhouse, right? Yes. I think it, I think it's also that universal stuff because it okay. is Blumhouse. So yeah. I don't know so the, you see like these people are like are – that's one thing about genre films that I really do love is that – you know, they know the audience is there now. You know, it's like, hey, let's yeah. get these out. You know, let's get these out. Let's put that, you know, let's put it out there because people need to see fucking movies, man. People need to see movies. And these streaming services are coming through. Theaters are going down. And uh, shit, we're just here fucking chilling, <laughs> just watching it all burn down, dude. Yeah, uh, yeah. where it's like, I mean, Worst case scenario is like we said, like if theaters do close down for good, worst case scenario is like all those movies where it's like you're just going to toss them out. This is never going to happen. No, just just get take your big L and just do whatever money you can out of it. You're right. Oh, my God, dude. Um, speaking of big L's, <laughs> speaking of big L's, um, I uh, I had the opportunity to uh, listen to the new Deftones album recently. It's, uh, it's oh. a thing. 
It, 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 it's okay, one of those things that happens. I, w- I was worried because you started with this, like, taking the big L segue. And I was like, oh, no, what are we going into here? Oh, yeah. Okay. We have our, so we're going so, into so another what, mediocre release from the Deftones, unfortunately. So what 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 happened, Arturo? What so, happened? Here? All right. So Deftones uh, recently released their, uh, I forgot how many albums they're in already, their new album called Ohms back on the, the end of September. And mm-hmm. uh, it's... Uh, it was supposed to be an album that, according to them, was going to kind of go back to kind of the older stuff, you know, uh, mm-hmm. because it was going to be produced by the same dude who did uh, White Pony with them and shit. So I was excited about that. But just like Metallica, you know, as we've spoken about here before, yes. my, love of, my love of all things Metallica, um, Deftones falls kind of in the same category, you know. Um, mm. They do their thing. They are the Deftones. Uh, they are a band that is able to kind of emote very aggressive, um, aggressive, soft music, you know? Because, uh, yeah, yeah um, that's their thing. Uh, there's not going to be any breakthroughs anymore, in my opinion, coming from their camp. I'm not saying the music is bad. I'm just saying in comparison to the quality of their past releases, this newer one isn't as good. Um, it's better than their previous one, Gore, that came out in 2016. You can go back to the the Corpse Feed archives and the websites to check out that review. Um, uh, but it's better than the one in 2016. It's better than the one that came out in 20... I would say what 2012, which is uh, the mm. Koyonokan, which is you know it's it's all right, but in terms of new, like that new feeling, like holy shit, these guys are are doing something special again. It's not there anymore. Um, there's a couple mm. of songs on the album. Um, one of them is Error, and one of them is Radiant City. Um, that uh, that sound pretty dope. The album is very guitar driven, um, which is mm-hmm. surprising, being that uh, are very just space driven like they like to fill the space of you know with with all kinds of different kind of sounds and melodies and uh take you on a roller coaster you know uh this one in particular i feel it's a bit more driven by Stephen carpenter's riffs and shit yeah it's it's a decent album good for them i'm glad that they can still put out music that's still up to that quality you know it's not terrible but it's a Deftones album. So, like, if if you had to give it a score, like, let's say, let's just say out of five. I've like, been what thinking. Would you, what would you I mean, say out of I've five? I've been thinking a lot about that, man. I've been thinking a lot. Um, <laughs> because with Deftones, it's, uh, there's not a perfect album with the Deftones. Mm-hmm. Um, I find myself skipping through a lot of their music, but I love their whole discography, you know? Right. But... I can skip through a lot of their songs and not cry about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because uh, like they're they're a very specific mood. Like a yeah. very like it's yeah. it's a very like you have to want to listen to the Deftones. Yeah, like, you can't like you you really can't throw it in a middle of like a random playlist. No, because like, a, like they have know. some songs um, that can take you in one direction, then it slams you in the next direction right. pretty quickly. And if you're not ready for that kind of stuff, then it could be kind of kind of off-putting. Because uh, me per se, I I enjoy that because of the different changes of emotion that it can actually take you in. Um, in terms of music, mm. in terms of heavy music, I feel that it's uh, 
it's it's pretty awesome that they can actually make this music sound kind of dark and heavy while not being entirely you know fucking in your face metal you know what i mean which i really appreciate because you can't have metal all the time but it's good to be able to make music dark and make music uh um heavy without being totally in your face heavy which is what deftones do and they do it well um like i said this one is a deftones album if you listen to it you're like oh it sounds like the other <laughs> deftones album um yeah again i mean that would no you know disrespect because i'm a huge deftones fan yeah because um, you know it's it, it's it's the metallica thing but yeah. what i give credit to metallica for is that they do do try and experiment Yes. If you compare the two bands, like I'm trying to be as fair as I can here, because it's like you know it is. We're we're we are walking on thin glass here, right? (laughs) It's like they don't reinvent the wheel when they they make their music. It's no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With them, it's that they already invented the wheel back then. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and they're good with their wheels. They yeah. are very solid with their wheels, and they're yeah. fine with that, you, and there's no problem with yeah, that. Yeah, you can't yeah. improve upon it. You can only kind of add new rims to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah do the spinners. Yeah, you know, some, exactly. Some songs have the spinners on exactly. them. Exactly. You're like, like whoa, that's a little, for instance. Yeah. <laughs> like with Deftones, for instance, um, uh, with White Pony, for example, w- w- which is my favorite Deftones album. I think they invented their wheel there and they kind of solidified their sound and how they were going to sound for the rest of their careers with that album. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It has a great mix of both heavy and melodic and soft and deep and dark. Um, it, it goes through the wide range of spectrum. And honestly, I think that's if, if I have to pick one album that I don't skip a song for, it's it's that one, um, because mm-hmm. every song is just kind of them working on inventing their wheel, and you're like, oh shit, this is good and good, getting good, getting good. Um, but as you go down their discography, you you hear the same wheel, but with a different rim on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's Deftones. Um, and like I said, I the first time I saw Deftones was um the first time I saw them live was back in two thousand and um, two thousand and one summer of one. They toured with um Godsmack and. Yeah, that was a good show. That was a very good show. It's my first show. I went. To, I saw it in Jones Beach Theater over there. That was good Whoa. shit. The puddle of mud opened up, which was fucking disappointing. Oh, uh, yo, they that's, were trash. A, that's a yeah. Because they're trash. <laughs> like- um, I, I had to see them twice, unfortunately, but puddle of mud because they opened up for Corn at Madison Square Garden. Dude, back in I like don't know 06. what. It, I mean, I have no idea. I have no idea how Puddle Mug got so popular, but they um, were always like it was always part of the lineup with like all those other shits. Yeah, they just and- I guess <laughs> they popped in like and they hung around I guess with the right crowd, you know. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but they're absolute right. trash. But uh, yeah, so I first uh, I saw Deftones live back in '01. Right? Yeah, exactly. Probably. Yeah. Uh, so I, I first saw Deftones live back in '01 when they were touring for the White Pony album, and but I first saw their the first time I got introduced to them for real was with with uh, uh, that that uh, Canadian channel Much Music back in the day because I used to have Direct TV mm-hmm. a long time ago when I used to you know when I was like fucking eleven in my parents' house we used to have Direct TV we had, we had Dish and you know you got mm-hmm. all those other channels and Much Music was one of them so they were playing the music video for uh, Be Quiet and Drive 
And I was like, holy shit, what the fuck is this, you know? Mm. Um, and then White Pony just kicked my ass. But, and then after that, it was just kind of not improving their wheel, but like I said, just kind of flashing other angles of that wheel. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of what you get. It's the same thing with Metallica, right? Like, you know, they improved their wheel with Master of Puppets. And, and after Master of Puppets, like... You just got different flashes on it on Injustice for All. And then you got the other side of the wheel with the Black Album. Because the Black Album, Metallica set out specifically to, sh- to write shorter songs. Because we all know Metallica yeah, songs yeah. were always over six minutes. Um, yeah, they were fucking much- sagas, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had to be sagas. like, yeah, when you're jamming Metallica, you have to be like wanting. That's the same thing. You had to want to fucking jam yeah. Metallica. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, that's... The thing with these bands, they're like legacy bands now, you know? The Deftones yeah. have been around, fuck, since I think they formed back in like, shit, 88, I think. I want to yeah, say something like shit, that. Yeah. Fun fact, um, uh, uh, Stephen Carpenter, the, the guitarist from Deftones, he got hit by a taxi. And then uh, this was before the, they got big, right? Um, and, and, mm-hmm. and before they got signed. So he got hit by a taxi. He sued the city and he used the money um, from that lawsuit to buy equipment, to buy guitars, to buy drums for the that's band, or like recording yeah. equipment. And that's how they fucking got their shit going, which is awesome. Um, so so Deftones has been around for a fucking, for a hot, hot minute. Um, I think their first album, Adrenaline, was released um, in 95. Um, so, you know, <laughs> they've yeah, been around it's, yeah yeah they've they, been around, yeah, it's so. it's it's the metallica conversation again the legacy conversation where it's like <laughs> yeah. they've earned the right to just be the wheel yeah and at the same time like for for legacy bands a lot of the time like just being the wheel is kind of like better yeah. than a lot of this yeah <laughs> like, yeah like it, I mean, fuck a, yeah. there's a good chance it's fucking excellent yeah you know? so, like you, i was actually mm-hmm. i had tickets to a deftones concert this summer um, oh, with yeah. Gojira um, on top of that. Yeah, they were going to Gojira with fucking Deftones yeah. headlining. And the opener was this chick Poppy. Yeah, have you heard of Poppy? Yeah, dude, she uh, she's actually great. Yes. She, uh, yeah. she did the she did the theme for uh, the NXT, NXT show. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I was, I was actually excited to see Poppy open the show because I heard her shit. And I'm like, I like the mix of this. I like the way this vibes, you know. Um, so I was yeah. disappointed. So um, that was going to be a great lineup. Poppy with Gojira and Deftones. Dude, it was going yeah, to be a fun show. It was going to yeah. be a great fucking night. But uh, fuck you, coronavirus. Um, uh, <laughs> Yo, dude, all my shows shit, canceled. Dude, dude fucking. Uh, I've said it before. I, I lost my tickets. I didn't lose them. I got refunds because I'm not going to fucking try and go to a concert anytime soon. Um, I fucking refunded my tickets to Ramstein. That was going to be this summer. I mean, the, this uh, September, uh, Tenacious D canceled um, their October shows in Radio City. Mm-hmm. I got my refund for uh, for Lady Gaga. I got my refund for Guns N' Roses. I got my refund Man. for Deftones. Um, it, was, uh, it sucks. It was going to be a fun fucking summer, too. Um, Dude, that's heartbreaking. Like that's. I uh, know. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad I have the money back. You know, so I'll take that. But yeah, like, of course. You know, but it's it's one of those things where it's like you would rather have the experience than the money. Yeah, that was the whole point. <laughs> that's know? why I and spent the money it, in the first place. You know, because <laughs> I was like, fuck <laughs> it, yo, dude. I, yeah. I, I've been like, I've heard so many good things about the Ramstein live shows. How there's fire mm-hmm. everywhere. It's a fucking spectacle. I'm like, I want to see that. 
Um, I, I was going to take the wife to see Lady Gaga for the first time, and I wanted to see Lady Gaga. She's a good, great artist, you know? Yeah, um, Guns N' Roses I was going to see again, and they were going to um, uh, play with Smashing Pumpkins on top of that. With that would have been Corgan. weird. Yeah, I know. That's a, like, that's a weird show. That's yeah, a weird, that's a weird fucking show, but fuck it. Let me, let, <laughs> let me get it. Dude, I saw Guns yeah. N' Roses back in 2016 when they first reunited, and that wow. show was absolutely fucking awesome. Like, they fucking still I'm got good. it. And, yeah, so, like, you know, Deftones is definitely one of those bands where I'll go pay and see. As I just said, I was going to go pay and see them. Um, but um, they, f- for sure, know how to make their sound. And they know what their fans like. But, like, as a person like myself who likes to hear different things from, you know, the artists I like, I mm. kind of wish they would just fuck around with this shit more, you know? It's like, I know... Yeah. You guys can do this. Why don't you kind of do that instead, you know, right, and, right. and see what happens. But they've, you know, I can't really say that because they have their whole kind of careers experimented with shit and with sound and the way with uh, the, the the way that Chino's voice works with, um, you know, the instrumentation and the way, you know, uh, Stephen Carpenter plays a fucking a seven string guitar. Now he's playing a fucking eight string guitar. Um, so they've always done that artistic kind of evolution. I'm just like, I kind of wish they just went a different path sometimes or kind of, they've evolved so much within themselves as, as musicians that I kind of want a little bit of de-evolution maybe, maybe let's take it back to the primitive, you know, just to have a different sound, right? You're like, you, you would rather just some kind of tuning, some kind of not not like not tuning, but it's like it's kind of like some kind of tweaking with the formula a bit. You're right. Yeah, like yeah, just, yeah. Because just spice it up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because ever since White Pony, when they added um, what's his name, Frank Delgado, I think uh, the sampler DJ guy um, who mm-hmm. does the atmospheric sounds, they do a lot of like stuff with atmospheric sounds and electronics now, like. Maybe let's strip it down a little bit. You know, let's go back to like what you guys were doing. The straight up, like as they call it, quote unquote, new metal. Um, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, let's go back to that just four piece band. You know, and let's yeah. see. You know, just let's hear some straight up fucking heavy aggressive. You know, like new metal from you guys. Listen, I appreciate all their releases and and where they've gotten as musicians. But you know, let's uh, spice it up a little bit and. Uh, Let's make it a little bit raunchier and stuff. It's uh, the music is very clean in terms of the production and stuff. So I know if you guys go back and listen to Adrenaline and uh, and Around the Fur, you'll hear the the more raunchiness of that sound of those two first albums. But yeah, fuck it. Um, go check it out. There are some tracks on there that you know that do cook like ra- like radiant city and mm-hmm. an error as i was saying but as a rating back to your original question as a rating i would legit kind of give this maybe a two out of five to be honest you know it's a two out of five like i'm gonna have a couple songs in rotation but not the whole entire album um, right. but but that's been the deftones ever since after i think they started this trend with Saturday Night Wrist a little bit, but even that album itself has a bunch of bangers on it. Um, and then with Diamond Eyes, when that came out, that was like, eh, eh you know, um, right. because honestly, that was the whole 
that Diamond Eyes was the first album without Chi Cheng. So Chi Cheng, their uh, their original bassist got into a coma while they were recording the album after White Pony. I'm sorry, the album after Saturday Night Wrist. Chi Chang got into a coma. Saturday Night Wrist is their last album with Chi. And mm-hmm. in the in between the recording of um, the releases of Saturday Night Wrist and Diamond Eyes, he crashed and got into a coma. Unfortunately, he passed away because um, you know he never woke up. Unfortunately, and ever since then, um, I'm not saying their soul, but there's something missing there. You know, yeah, it's it, yeah. It, it's one of those things where, of course, like it's like you. It, it just to go back to the Metallica comparison. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, when Cliff died after mm-hmm. Master of Puppets, it wasn't the same. Like the the there was something even even in their live shows, man, it was different because yeah. Chi brought this energy in the live shows that he was just so radiant up there on stage. Um, and even uh, like there's that part of the band is missing, and you can always feel it. But yeah, two out of five, I think that's decent. There's not a lot of good music out there like very very good five out of fives you know so you gotta take mm-hmm. what you can get especially in 2020 and that's what we did you know we took what we can get and what we got was hubie <laughs> halloween hubie halloween thank yeah, you the, netflix yeah so netflix um for those who don't remember signed a big deal with adam sandler i forget which number this is now i think I think they've gone. I, I remember he signed up for six six movies. I think that's what the initial deal was. And what those were was like the Notorious Six or whatever, which was trash. Uh, and then there was like The Cobbler. I don't know if that counts. But then there was the one with um, with Kevin James that wasn't actually that bad. I, I liked it. Uh, which one was that one? It was the one where he's an author, but he was like pretending to be an assassin because he wrote. Like, oh, these- okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that one was actually legit fun. But no, so the point of it is, I I don't remember which one this is, but you know, Adam Sandler makes movies for Netflix now, and but this time, this time feels it, it felt different. I don't know, uh, I don't know about you, Arturo, but this like, time, for me- this time it felt like he was making a movie for the masses, not just yeah. for Netflix. Um, I loved this movie oh um, my god okay cool because I, I was like so much fun watching this thing it was it was it was fucking funny man like it was I, funny. yeah um yeah, i it's, loved it's all the characters um i loved the little easter eggs fucking o'doyles are back in town yeah, right <laughs> the o'doyles are back uh hal l is back yeah oh uh, yeah that was great that was great i'm glad ben stiller came back for that i love ben stiller for that good job ben there's a lot of easter eggs in this thing even the actress the actress that plays uh the, the love interest she's the chick from happy gilmore right yeah yeah it's julie bowen dude yeah and yeah. so so like that's the thing like the other ones were happy madison productions but this one felt for the first time in a long time felt like a happy madison movie like yeah, felt I mean, like we we've touched on this in the past but like both uh, like both you and i have like uh, i have a, like we have a lot of respect for sadler because like yeah. he's done a lot of funny good movies yes and like this felt like those movies again like i was legit i legit had Waterboy vibes because yes, yeah he, especially Waterboy vibes just the way hubie is you know yeah yeah and and the julie bowen's name her name is violent valentine yeah yeah and, was like, right? <laughs> <laughs> and like you know and then you have all these people in it where it's like it's cool because you know 
they're the usual happy Madison faces, but they're also not faces that popped up in like all his recent shit with no, Netflix. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he had um that couple, uh, Tim Meadows with uh, what's her name? Uh, so Maya funny. Rudolph. Maya yeah. Rudolph popped off, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, fucking Ray Liotta shows up in the movie. <laughs> yes, the most washed of washed <laughs> shows up in this movie. And, yeah, uh, and for for you know what, it's great too. It's that everyone's in it for like no real reason, but it also it makes this little world like it it's makes the sense. happy. It's the happy Madison shit where it's like they yeah. used to be so good. Like his movies used to be so good at making a little universe full of like these cartoon characters. Yeah. You know, like uh like Billy Madison, you had the the blob, you know, who was also like the principal or whatever, you know. And like um then in Waterboy, you have the you have the town. You know, yep. you have the mud dogs, like you have the all the dogs, you know. Yep. It's this it's these whole little universes as the same thing here. Like you're right. Like it's not only the familiar faces, but it's also just like the random people in the town. Everyone's terrible to him. You know, Hubie is Hubie is like it's it's Waterboy Jace. Hubie yeah, is the yeah, the bullied one. Much, you know? Pretty much, yeah. Like so, like he's bullied by everyone and everyone's mm-hmm. kid and everyone's mother. Um, pretty much everyone has a thing for Hubie. One of the great gimmicks in the movie is uh, that they throw things at him all the time and (laughs) and he's constantly like when he's on the go he's constantly dodging things which is absolutely hilarious and like right at the beginning of the movie these kids are throwing like eggs at him and he catches it in this thermos and then he's like thank you for the breakfast uh stallone style or some shit yeah Um, yeah that was great and then the thermos that he fucking (laughs) made when he was uh, in boy scouts (laughs) and dude and you're right like that's another thing too. That's another unique thing. Like there were all, and that's part of the nostalgia too, where it's like, he, like, this is legit a character. Like this yeah. is legit. Like he, he made somebody. The thermos thing was super fun. Cause it's like, it was everything. And then, yeah. then he pointed out, he'd be like, why don't I have a compass on this thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause, cause you're like, yeah, why are you? Yeah. Cause it's so he could get lost in the maze, you know? And, it's shit like that. Then he had like a grappling hook, I think, Dude, at one point. It was so great. I, I was cracking up every time he used that thing. It had a, an umbrella on it. Um, yeah. This big old bright ass fucking flashlight, right? Um, yeah. It had a it? It had a blender in it for, for his fucking like soup a, and shit. A blender. And it was a it was a megaphone. Uh, yeah. I think <laughs> it, was, it was a he, megaphone. Um, he used it as a shovel. Uh, oh, he, dude! It, it was, <laughs> it was, it was like a tactical fucking thermos. Yeah, uh, it was great, man. It was great. Like it, it was, was great. I love that. That I was great because like it's um it reminds me of of Black Man a little bit. You remember how, like how Black Man used to just make all his shit. Yeah. So like yeah. So Hubie has that kind of vibe where he's like you know he's just trying to. Uh, his thing is that every year he kind of goes around being like the safety guy during Halloween, making sure everyone's safe because he's a Halloween like, you know, freak this guy that he decorates his house like from top to bottom with with right. all these awesome Halloween decorations. And he's all about Halloween and his mother's h- fucking hilarious. Like those oh, T-shirts, dude, dude they get, hilarious. Like, what a good idea. Yeah, that's to, like, a make great the most out stick. of like. Yeah, because it—that's the thing. Like his, 
his mom, I, I mean, I guess, yeah, full spoilers, fuck it, I don't care. Uh, so his mom, like, she's not really a character until the end. Yes. You know, so it's like, it's the it's such like a good idea to make her wear these shirts. And it's yeah. a nice little detail, too, because she's just going to the thrift store. Yeah, you know, and then, it's so great. It's so great. <laughs> like, I love what the one it? that's a, a Muffs diving school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like the one where um, I legit like the first one. I think the first one is the best one because it's just like. Uh, boner donor. <laughs> She's bo- like, oh, I think you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that creates this whole joke throughout the whole movie where fucking Hubie thinks boner means mistake, and uh, he has a nice little little monologue there where he's like, oh, I made a, I, I made some huge boners in high school, and uh, <laughs> I wish I would have taken those boners back. And <laughs> so yeah, it was dude, legit. Like, 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 like if you were a fan of Sandler's good shit, like um. Like yeah. Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, you're gonna be a fan of this. If you were a fan of Wedding Singer, even if you like Big Daddy and when he got a little serious there, like you know, you'll enjoy yeah, it because it has a little bit of everything. It um, does. It it has a little bit of everything. It has those jerks that you want to just fucking hate. You know, it has Hubie you want to root for, but you're like, oh, you're so fucking stupid sometimes, Hubie. You know, yeah. it, it has, then, yeah. honestly, the the little mystery. Kinda, it got me. So I yes. won't spoil that. I won't spoil that because yes, that yes. is. I, I think the feeds at home should definitely go check this out. Yes, absolutely. But but, um, but like that little thing got me, and the 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 radio voice reveal got the, me oh, too. I that was, that was I legit great. cracked up. Aurora like, was, was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And his neighbor, right? Like his oh, neighbor, yeah. like was in the mix of things and stuff dude i i honestly like those swerves they were very yeah. like it, they were they were good little swerves because it's also like it starts building this thing because it is salem yeah they keep exactly make, they keep exactly. making sure to say it's salem and it's, it's like dope. they keep saying the witch trials and stuff so it's like oh is this actually happening or is it like you know and, but then when you get the things it's all dumb and fun and like yeah like yeah, I love this dude. It, it's, and, uh, it, it has heart. It has heart. Did you notice that um, the guy we were just talking about, the neighbor, right, does the voice yeah. of the same kind of character in Hotel Transylvania? <laughs> oh yeah, I bet yeah. that was a fun little joke. Thing. I know, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it was a fun movie, man. I had fun watching it. I started watching it solo, and then my wife sat down and watched like the last hour with me, and she was cracking up um like oh, good, right away good, yeah um it was it was fun that the couple from the farm <laughs> fucking <laughs> hilarious the guy was like it's like hey you got a gun you got a gun oh listen i'm gonna shoot her and you can arrest me right after all right but like <laughs> hilarious like it's good, and, and that's good comedy you're right because that that's all just extra stuff too like it's yeah. just like it's just there to fill out the town you know, and then like you got Keenan Thompson in there as like just the just the receptionist or like as the the cop taking the phone calls. You know, yeah, exactly. like he's the backup. So it, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and then Kevin James as, as like the, I I do like the little bit of him eating the candy bar the whole time, oh, dude. Like, yeah, that's great. And then when then when he, when he was eating Hershey Kisses, he he had a wrapper <laughs> stuck in his beard. And it was great yeah, when Yubi yeah. was like, hey, can I have one? He was like, no, I only have 30 of them left. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Like, it was legit. It was legit just a big flashback. Like, the whole time, like, I was just like, 
I was very surprised. I was like, this is Adam Sandler who, but you I know guess. What too? You know what, too, Tex? It wasn't hmm. corny, though, either. You know what I mean? Yeah, no yeah, shit. Like, there was no corny cornball shit. Like, it, like it, it reminded you of old school stuff, but it didn't, like, bring up. It didn't feel like a 90s movie, you know? Yeah, it felt, you're it right. Felt, it felt up to date. It had some good characterization of just, you know, up to date characters and up-to-date people personalities like the kids for example they were very progressive very like you know oh you know why is everybody treating huey bad like they weren't stupid little kids you know what i mean who had to kind of get a clue throughout the movie you know um they respected the characters they definitely like made the kids smarter in this movie right like it's the thing with with most recent horror flicks they make the kids smart now um yeah and and one good thing it was very smart to yeah. uh before you get to that it, just throwing it in it, it was very smart to make hubie smart because that's the thing yes. like he he's not like he wasn't incompetent no he exactly found, you know he finds the kids and there's no issue like i'm like oh cool yeah like, he, exactly he wasn't a buffoon you know uh, yeah he wasn't slow like people treated him like he was slow you know but he wasn't slow mm-hmm. he was just hubie like that's how he was that's his personality um, right. One thing that I thought was brilliant in the movie, what was her name? Violet, right? Violet? Um, yeah. She adopted kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She adopted, like her kids are adopted. So they were able to put good, you know, kid actors there to do a good job because like you didn't have to worry w- what they look like. You just had to worry that the fact that they can act. You know, yeah, you're um, right. Yeah. And, and they got the kid from Stranger Things. What was it? Will was it? No, no, it was, um, what's his name again? I think I honestly think it's the one who who gets out of it early because he you know because if you no I think it was Will right like, that's was the, the one who kid. who fucking gets killed in the beginning or killed or fake killed remember oh another writer's kid uh, what was his fucking name was it Will uh, no because the one I was thinking of oh man you know what he was in there he was well just, yeah he, he was a yeah, stranger thing yeah he is he is Will he is Will yeah wow. so Will's it's been all grown so up. long yes. Yeah, it, they're, dude, derailing yes. it for a second. Stranger Things, Stranger Season Things four, four is gonna be fucking wild because we're gonna have full blown adults. Yeah, because that kid, we 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 legit just sat here for a second, going, "Who is this kid?" Yes, it was Will. <laughs> like I was, I was yeah. watching the movie and I was like, "I fucking know this kid from somewhere." And I'm like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" It's the kid from yeah. Stranger Things who just wanted to, you know, play D and D with his friends, but his friends all wanted to make out with girls. You know? Yeah, now, um, you know, woof, they're all dude, adults now. Like, dude, that, that kid yo, was legit unrecognizable. Like, like, grown fucking man, bro. <laughs> like, um, the only kid who's who, who's stayed kind of looking like his kid self is Dustin. But Millie Bobby Brown has grown. But freaking all these other kids have grown up. Hopper became Hellboy for a bit. So shit. It's uh, it's gonna be wild seeing Stranger Things four whenever that fucking gets released. Who knows? Who knows? Who the fuck knows when the? When the I think it's gonna be pushed back too because of uh, of all the COVID shit. Fucking Stranger Things four. That hopefully that's coming our way. But yeah, this fucking movie, Hubie Halloween. I hope you guys definitely check out Hubie Halloween. Uh, it was a fucking fun movie. We don't want to spoil too much because it actually, you know, it's a good story, and, and they and they do a good job of um of sneaking uh, little twists and turns in there for you. 
Um, but it's funny off the bat, dude. Like I didn't even yeah, feel it is funny it off the bat. a slow start. Like I loved that opening sequence where he's just dodging shit and he's like a master on the bike. He's biking backwards and completely dodging like flaming poop bags and fucking everything and eggs and shit. They did a good job and they put out a movie um, during a time where we need movies like these. Um, where honestly, I think I can watch this in front of my kids and they'll be fine. You know, like, yeah, they'll ask some dumb yeah, questions. Yeah, I was, like, Daddy, I was wondering about that too, you know, because I. Because, you you know, you noticed what I was talking about, though, right? With, like, some of those little Oh, no. Um, like, little for sure, I'll get questions about certain things. And I'll be like, hey, mind your business, kid. All right? Mind your fucking business. Um, you'll know when it's time. That's pretty much what I would tell the kid. But, um, but yeah, thanks, Netflix. I appreciate it. Thank you, Adam Sandler. This was good Halloween content for everyone. Um, especially everyone now is, is, is looking to see some spooky. All these cord cutters are now looking for streaming services to kind of showcase all their horror collections and shit. Because right now, you know, for, for those uh, who still have the cord, you know, you got like you got your free form doing your, your 31 days or 31 nights of Halloween. Yeah, yeah your, more the family side of things on free form for sure. Yeah, um, but that's what I'm saying. Like they, and then you have your you have your sci-fi sci-fi channels your, going all out with their shit. But all the cord cutters have to go to specific movies. That's the one problem with like cord cutting too. Like going all the way back to the beginning of the conversation, where it's like you know you need like you need with horror especially. It's like you kind of have to randomly give stuff a chance, and you don't really do that with streaming. You you, yeah. you pick everything. Yeah, you pick yeah. and choose. Uh, one thing that's cool, as you mentioned, that is a uh, uh, Shutter, for example, has this feature called uh, a Shutter TV, where it's like showing like a ra- like a, some random movie in some kind of programming playlist that you just kind of put on and you just watch and shit. And it's movies all the time, like random movies to showcase. That's legit. Dope. See, yeah, all the yeah. more of them need that. More of them need the random button. Yeah, but then they you know, do. Be, yeah, yeah, they do because when they give you the choices and you're like, oh, this is daunting. Um, I think I'm going to go watch some Adult Swim or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, we're um, yeah. so. I'll, but I'm glad Hubie Halloween was good because I remember uh, I remember being worried because like at the same time, you know, because our thought like our comedy places are different. Like our tolerances are different. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. and th- that's why when I was watching, I was like, is it too much of my side? Uh, but no, but hearing, I'm glad to hear all that stuff because oh, no, I, I, I was legit like, yeah, I, I was laughing. It got me from the get go. I was laughing from the jump. Like, the first, <laughs> OK, yeah. Yeah. The first okay. 30 minutes of the movie, I think, were the funniest parts of the movie. Yeah, because um, it was yeah. all the setup. Like, yeah, isn't exactly. that weird, too? Like, it was like all the setup was good. I like the I like the ending. Like, just to, just to wrap up that little thing, too, where it's just like, you know, I don't, I'm not going to spoil it here, but it's like the twist was good. The reason for it's good. And like, you know, and there was a little emotional development too, you know, where it's like, oh, wow, there's a story here. There's heart and there's yeah, like, there's a lot of heart. There's a lot, of, a lot of sweet moments in there. Like it is like, it's like a water boy, like you said, you know, yeah. Um, there's a guy who comes out at the end, the hero kind of thing, you know, just like yeah. in the water boy, like with, with Bobby Boucher, everybody wanted Bobby <laughs> yeah. to pass that test so he can play in the championship, right? The bowl game. Yeah, word. That's what I mean. Like, I'm glad streaming's coming through because unfortunately that's probably going to be it you know like, i'll take it i'll take it yeah uh, as long I, as I, something i mean i've been paying for streaming already so yeah, <laughs> just, no shit. just let me like, know when yeah. shit gets released so i can check it out you know what i mean speaking of that so before we wrap up this uh week's uh show we want to talk about you know just cool shit we've seen especially during this month 
we come across a lot of different things on TV. Like earlier, I mentioned that I was uh, watching Treehouse of Horror stuff with my kids. That That's something fucking dope they've been getting at. It's been getting a little extreme, though, like for them, because they don't know the context of, of the actual stories they're pulling up. Like we just saw, yeah. I think it's number five. Which shows, yeah, you know, the one where they eat Jimbo and shit like that, you know? Yeah, uh, I I remember, I don't know if we've ever talked about it on this show, but, you know, maybe in one of our dark archives. But um, Treehouse of Horror 5 is my favorite one because that's, it's, that's also, it's also, yeah, it's also the scariest one. Yes. Because I, that Nightmare Cafeteria legit gave me nightmares as a kid. Like, it's yeah. just because the, the thought of it is so, like, it's so brutal and the fact that, like, you know, the millhouse, like, the, the death at the end, where they all fall into the blender, like, that that was legit, like, I remember that being like, whoa, like, as yeah. a little kid. Yeah, And then exactly. before that, too, before that, it's creepy, too, because you have the shinning, which the shinning. is, it's, yep. it's super funny, but with no shining context, you're like, oh, you know. And yeah, then- you don't know what's going on <laughs> if you don't know what the fuck the shining is. Yeah, and then you have the good time travel one in the middle. Like I'm glad it like that was the breather one. It and sucks because Homer because Homer lost out in a world where it rained donuts. I feel bad yeah. for him. <laughs> if he just stayed for one more minute, he would have seen the glory yeah. of that world. But that one is legit my favorite one. Like it's legit. Like when thinking about like all the segments at once, you know, because sometimes you like more segments more than the other. Yes. But like, but legit, just as a balance, that's my favorite one, man. Like, Even the ending yeah. of uh of of number five where they're like oh, yeah. dancing around without their skins. Out. Yeah, they're inside mm-hmm. out and then uh Santa's a helper, the dog, right? He's had a little helper, he fucking goes and he bites off like Bart's like abdomen and drags him away a bloody mess across the floor so that was fucking hilarious and my wife goes she's like hey uh, let's put a little palate cleanser for the kids before they go to bed <laughs> so she made me put some like you know like Looney Tunes like Halloween thing she likes Looney Tunes so the, you know one of those old school Bugs Bunny and with the witch kind they, of shit they put them all on HBO Max like, yeah, isn't that yeah. fucking cool yeah like, they got them on HBO yeah. Max and a nice little collection that was cool shit. But uh, also, speaking of streaming services with Amazon, I was able to fucking catch um, the remake. I'm not sure if you've seen the original. The remake of I Spit on Your Grave. Have you seen the original by any chance? I have through osmosis. As in, like, <laughs> I've heard enough discussed about it like to just be like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so when I was younger, because... Of Netflix, believe it or not, the old school Netflix, um, mm-hmm. I was able to just, you know, rent out a bunch of different obscure horror movies that I needed to watch um, mm-hmm. or people told me that I needed to watch. Um, and uh, I Spit on Your Grave um, was one of them. It was whatever, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 The the remake is, is the same thing, whatever. But uh, it's the best part of the movie are the kills. Um, mm-hmm. My problem is the, I was talking to you about this while I was watching the movie, how, you know, they're a lot of movies um, are kind of, they kind of take the low road when it comes to women and conflict in their movie. I spit in your grave. One was the, uh, it's the story of a, an author who rents out a cabin. Um, it, she gets uh, vandalized and abused and raped by some fucking, you know, rednecks and shit out in the woods. 
they leave her for dead in the river. She comes back, um, I think about a month later. Which I, there's no explanation how she lived out there because uh, she's a city girl, so that makes no sense. But uh, but she was gone for about a month, and she comes back and takes revenge. The kills I'll get to in a bit, but part two of it was where this, this model went for some headshots, right? But then the people taking the headshots were skeezy fucking Bulgarians. And mm-hmm. uh, one of them kind of goes back to her apartment and terrorizes her, um, ends up killing her neighbor that hears the whole commotion, right? And then she gets mm-hmm. kind of drugged up, put in like a trunk, and the, and the next thing she remembers, she's in fucking Bulgaria tied up, which is wild. You know, shit ensues with her and stuff, and then they leave her for dead in some trunk, and she ends up in the sewer, and she lives, and she gets revenge, blah, blah, blah. So my issue is like there is – is there no other way – for um a woman to like be terrorized that isn't like sexually you know right. uh, uh and it's it's bothersome it really is because it's that's that's low road low brow shit you know yeah. um i i get it's a remake but i'm just talking in general you know i'm not talking just about this movie there are a lot of movies that are horror or not even you know are horror movies but there's thrillers and dramas and stuff like that 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 usually kind of just use like sexual abuse as a kind of catalyst for vengeance and for like action in a movie. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I remember I was telling you like, why can't the woman have her vengeance because of, you know, Oh, they killed her kid or they killed her whole family or you know they did her wrong you know what i mean like right. like they stole her money or or something along those lines like you would get with a man for example you would get a, um a tom cruise or a fucking bruce willis yeah or like just legit you can do the beating her and leaving her for dead like you yes. just leave it at that yeah yeah like yeah the same yeah, thing exactly yeah. let's say you just fucking like like you know she's a victim whatever you beat the shit out of her you leave her for dead you throw her in the river but she shows up for vengeance blah blah you know like yeah why does like rape always have to be involved and like sexual abuse and like it's just it's just like like disgusting like i i, I yeah. feel they there's better ways to have the woman get to that to that uh, eventual vengeance, you know, it's just gotta stop. Like it's, it's. I, I get it. I get it. Like it's, it, it's unfortunately part of this world. But right. you're making a movie, you know. Be fucking creative. Don't yeah. take the easy way out. Don't take uh, the very kind of exploitative way out. There's some like camera shots, for example, that were very just like, oh, let's show uh let's f- focus on her butt in this scene or her back or her abs or something it's like come on man um it's wild that this was a movie from i think it was the 60s or 70s or some shit like that that this you know they made that back then and but back then like they were dumb you know they were stupid yeah. what's the excuse of you know of modern movies that kind of take that way out you know it's um yeah. it's uh it's dumb like i feel that's just a lack of respect 
you know, for the right. characters, for the gender, honestly, because you're just saying, oh, this woman's only going to go all out. You like, yeah, like she won't fight you if you kill her kid, but she'll go all out because you rape. Um, it's it's fucked up. It really is. But on uh, a different side note, on a more positive note, not a lighter note, but a more positive note in terms of the movie, dude, the kills, mm-hmm. like, honestly, like you can just Fast forward that movie to the last 30 minutes of that shit, dude. When she gets back and she starts taking her vengeance, they did it right. I think they knew, um, being that it's a remake, I think they knew the fact that it is this kind of story. They wanted her to kind of have more of a of a like fuck you kind of shit, you know? Yeah, no, we've yeah. we've talked about that before, where it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna redo it do it uh you have to have a reason for it and yeah. so the reason for the remake is to, what it sounds like is this you, you they have to go more extreme because then it's like what's the point of doing it if you're not going that extra mile for it like yeah if you're just remaking it but like just in you know in a newer context then what's the yeah. point yeah yeah exactly 100 percent and that's exactly what they do spoilers over here like the there's one kill where she has this cop who's a piece of shit right she she has a shotgun shoved up his ass right and (laughs) so the trigger is tied to a rope that's tied to this other dude who she caught who was like this kind of you know um kind of a mentally disabled kind of dude who kind of went in with the wrong crowd with the action you know so Mm. he wakes up he has that little rope tied to his finger and the cop is screaming at him like don't move don't fucking move and the and the kid who has like this crazy ocd autistic kind of spectrum shit right he like kind of freaks out and they, with him he pulls that fucking trigger and like you know the shotgun fucking blasts the cop through the fucking pretty much straight through his body opens his face up completely and like it makes a hole in the other dude across the room. That was that was just fucking mwah, that was chef kiss. Like I highly recommend seeing the last thirty minutes or so of this movie. When she gets back, like mm-hmm. that's when you gotta put it on because that's when they use all kinds of awesome practical effects, all kinds of awesome horror stuff um, to kind of scrub your memory of what happened earlier. And right. just be like, hey, listen, like, you know, we're sorry for this, but we're going to make it up to you guys um, by having her completely destroy these fucking dudes and destroy them. She does. So um, and it's the same with part two, man. Like, you know, this chick gets her fucking vengeance and she one of the good kills that she had was cutting up a dude super deep and like filling his wounds in with like crud or like shit from the sewers for him Mm. to kind of get infected and die of infection and shit. It was fucking brutal. Um, Mm. But they actually kind of give you that good you know, that good um, closure, you know, because of all the fucking awesome kills. So I recommend skipping both movies to about the last 30 minutes of it and just enjoy the kills. Um, everything else is you can just read the actual synopsis and find out what happens in the beginning. But um, right. but you can skip all that bullshit, all that machismo shit, all that kind of stupid writing that makes women seem, you know, flail and um, frail and fucking, you know, like weak and it's just all that bullshit. You can skip all that crap. 
go right to the last 30 minutes of each movie and see what girl power is all about. Um, so I recommend those. They're on Amazon Prime, both of them. Remember, skip the entire movie except for the last 30 minutes. <laughs> so it's a great recommendation because it'll leave you like just thinking like, oh, shit, this guy knows how to do his uh, his gore. So for you gore fiends out there, that's what you got to go for. How about you, Tex? you see anything cool, anything interesting these last days? Man, I wish. Uh, I saw that Vampires vs. Bro- uh, the Bronx, uh, it, it's also on Netflix, you know, because I was watching Hubie Halloween and that one, you know, they're both in the top 10. You know how they do that top 10 shit? Yeah, now? but that top 10 is false sometimes. Yeah, because it's just like, it's just whatever's popular. And, you know, you can't really trust what's popular. So, well, I mean, like, it, it's a cool idea, you know, um, it, vampires in the Bronx or Vampires versus Bronx. It says itself, you know. It's no vampires in Brooklyn, you know. <laughs> well, luckily, luckily, <laughs> nothing's like Vampire in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's it. I made it like thirty minutes in. It's eighty minutes. It starts off solid. It has a good opening scene, surprisingly good. And I was like, oh, cool, I'm in because the whole thing is like the it's gentrification. So it's, you know, okay. but but now it's like these literal vampires are the monsters, you know, they, they're eating up people in the neighborhood as they buy out all the buildings and stuff. So, like, the whole idea is they're trying to make a big vampire nest. Are, and are the vampires all white? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. They, they, they're they're sure course. to do that. And all the all the kids are, are Dominican black, which is cool. So this is uh, like Attack the Block kind of? Does it have, the, like, an Attack the Block kind of feel to it a little bit? That's, like, that's exactly what it is. But uh, that's that's the problem. It's just, like... You know, we we've said this dozens of times where these kid actors got to be with it now. And, you know, the the main kid is stiff. Like it's a trio. Like it's three. It's three little boys. Um, these Mero from Deezus Mero. He's actually in it. He's pretty good, actually. (laughs) It's it's wild because it well, he's just like a bodega owner, you know, and (laughs) of course he, he is. And, yeah, oh, yeah, Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the one they hang out with. Like he's the local bodega man, you know. And they're trying to like they're trying to save his bodega specifically, you know, because it like they're they're tearing down everything, all that bullshit. But um, he's actually pretty good. I I don't know if it's just like like everyone else is kind of average, or if he's just like you know he's just natural. But you know, going back to everything, like it's all these unknown kids and cool because that's the thing too. Like I was trying to give it respect because I'm like. The, you know, it's good to see black and brown kids like or, in this kind of movie. Yeah. And I'm like, if they're if they're weaker, they deserve that chance. You know, I'm like it, I was I was sticking it through those 30 minutes. So like they deserve that shot. And then I'm like, maybe they just, you know, yeah, as the but, movie goes, you know, I w- that's what I was thinking. I w- like I said, I was like, as it was going, I was like, is this, you know, I'm like, maybe it all evens out. And it does it. Because like, oh. <laughs> I'm like. It was a fun, like, it's it's a neat idea, kid adventure. You know, um, I'm sure someone who, you know, who doesn't mind, like, stiff, like, it, that's the thing. It's just, it, stiff kid actors just can't hack it anymore. Is it, like, is um, it like, is it peddled more towards a younger audience? Is it, like, a family audience <laughs> thing, or? No, because they're, like, you know, it, it's not, well, yeah, it kind of is, like, a family-adjacent like uh, I don't, yeah. There's no, there wasn't any like blood in the vampire kills I saw. Now that I'm thinking about oh, then, it, then it's not a family movie at all. What are you talking about? We need blood. Yeah. <laughs> so like you know, it, it's a kid adventure, but it's like uh, not not like Lost Boys 
kid adventure style. Like his okay. last boys is like the darker end. Yeah. But more like more like, you know, not quite Disney Channel original movie, but like not quite like Lost Boys. It's in that center area where it's like it's not like it. You know how so it it's is like, like uh it's like maybe like a um, a cartoon network movie maybe um for for that kind yeah, of crowd. Like, yeah, like legit like TV 14 PG 13. Yeah. Like if it were at theaters like you could definitely like maybe not disney xd like that's going like that's a little too much but like ah, okay. i would say yeah i would say maybe yeah it, it would be like an hbo at least but like it wouldn't be like that's not right netflix is the perfect place for it at the end yeah. of the day yeah netflix so is the perfect place for a lot of those little projects yeah, and that's what it is. It's a, it, you know, I'm I gave it 30 minutes. It was a fun little project while it lasted, and then I was like, I'm good. I I bailed out. I was like, I can't do it with these kids. I hope they do better next time. God damn good these fucking kids, man. That's the thing. Good luck to them, but I have no tolerance for for bad kid actors anymore. Yeah, like, no, nah, we, we we have no place for that here. We don't respect yeah, bad kid actors. It, yeah, you guys got to like, fucking game, kids. Yeah, if it was like one kid actor, you know, and then like the rest of the movie was solid, I'd be like, okay, you know, because we've done that lots of times on this show too, where it's like yeah. you just kind of forgive it because all the other shit's good. But if it's a kid adventure and the lead kid is as stiff as he is, I was just like. Mm. I, I, I'm I'm sorry that was your first movie, but you know maybe his second one will be better. I hope in a couple of years we'll be like, oh man, he was in this movie I fucking bailed out of. <laughs> yeah, no, that's when you put the last thirty minutes of I spit on your grave back on. And yeah, like yeah. there you go. I'll fill out I'll fill out the eighty minutes that I didn't. Yeah, see. exactly. Or the oh, fifty minutes goodness. or whatever. Yeah. But uh, what have you learned today, folks? Go to Netflix. There's a bunch of shit on there for you guys. I mean, yeah, there's there's vampires. They're not fucking opening up anytime soon. Netflix has the fucking um, uh, uh, vampire kids with in Brooklyn or Brooklyn or Bronx, ba- yeah, Ooh. Bronx, those, whatever. Don't mix those up, yeah. Vampire <laughs> in New York City. All right, yeah. um, uh, they have Hubie Halloween, which is fucking fun as fuck. Highly mm. recommend it. Um, Tex, wait for it. Pay for it. Stay away from it. Oh yeah, no. Pay for it. Like if right? you don't have Netflix, yeah. like check it out. What? Yeah, like, it's honestly get the free like the trial Halloween. of Netflix just for Hubie Halloween. It'll be. Um, uh, yeah. I'm thinking right now. It'll be like a Halloween movie. Like I'm thinking. Like I liked it so much. I better I'll like it again when I see it next year. Yeah, you know? I think it's gonna be part of my rotation, man. I'm sticking it in there for yeah. the you know for the kids next year for sure 100 percent um it's gonna go in that pile um and i really appreciate adam sandler kind of just doing it you know so good yeah. job man appreciate it's wild that. i guess he like i guess after uncut gems he he wanted to do something wackier or something right like yeah. i can't blame him because he probably put everything into that and didn't get shit which is whack but you know i it, sandler was one of those where you should have gave him the legacy where it's like yeah. it's the DiCaprio yeah. shit. Where it's like you should have at least nominated him just for, like, just for the legacy. Just yeah, for like the just like yeah. Tony Collette should have gotten that nomination for Hereditary. Yeah, that's whack. Forever, like, that, forever yeah. snubbed. She's robbed. Big time uh, robbed. Yeah, fucking. You know, you know what's big time robbed though? <laughs> this fucking coronavirus robbed these theaters and us of a whole bunch of good <laughs> movies this year. Yep. Um, but we're we're working it we're working it out, man. We're working our way through the year. It's already fucking mid-October. 
Christmas is along the way, right around the corner, pretty much. And let's see what 2021 has in store for us, man. But in the meantime, thank you for listening. We highly appreciate it. Go check us out on the social feeds, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, big thank you to Glenn Morawski for the intro music. Big thank you to Dell for the podcast art and for the course Feed logo on top of that. And big thank you to you guys for just listening when you guys get bored. Mm-hmm. You guys want to listen to us talk about fucking movies, horror, metal music, and all their shit that's going on in the world. And we appreciate that. Um, and always stay safe. Wash your hands. It's a scary world out there. But we're still here to walk you through it. But like I said before, you better make sure those fucking hands are clean and those masks yeah, are being we're here, worn. We're here right? to walk you through it at social six distance, foot. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have a six foot pole. You make sure you hold on to that other end. Yeah, fucking fucking Cartman style, man. Cartman style, exactly. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez at comicbook.com. And uh, I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. Once again, thank you so much, and we will see you.